What is up, podcast listeners? It's March the 18th, 2020. I'm Keith Trollinger, teaching and young adult pastor at Southern Hills Church in Carrollton, Georgia. And we are in some incredible times. As I'm recording this, the number of people with coronavirus around the world has reached around 190,000 people, with 7,500 of them dead. In the U.S. alone, we have over 5,000 with the virus and 92 deaths. And that number is changing by the hour. Stock markets yesterday dropped 3,000 points. This is the first time in history, greater than the Great Depression. Businesses are shutting down, restaurants serving food outside. Just yesterday, I walked into a Starbucks to get a coffee and all the seating had been removed. People are losing jobs, fear of our loved ones. And in Trump's latest press conference, we are told to limit gatherings to 10 people. This is down from 50 And now Tom Brady is leaving the Patriots. I mean, what is the world coming to? I think it is safe to say that no one, at least growing up in the United States, has ever experienced anything quite like this. There's no doubt that we are in interesting times, very interesting times. And with all the uncertainties and the shifting numbers, it's easy for anxiety and fear to mount. Any news channel that you may be glued to trying to ease fear has the opposite effect let alone social media and unwarranted text messages saying America's going into quote-unquote martial law in 48 to 72 hours, which has obviously been debunked. So a great question to ask ourselves when it comes to spiritual matters and God, when we feel like all hope is lost, is God, what is true? What is true about you, God, especially in the midst of a pandemic? Well, I hope that in the next few minutes, I can ease some of those things for you and that I can give you hope when anxiety and fear are overwhelming, or you feel like that your sense of direction is lost right now. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, we read that the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. I know that it may not feel like all things are sustaining right now, but what is true about this text, what is absolute, is that God has authority over everything. The Jesus who is intimately involved in creation has authority over everything and they hold, literally, they hold all things together. In essence, the writer is saying that God is not surprised by anything that is going on in the world right now. Like this pandemic does not shock God. It's not as if God is in the throne room pacing back and forth with Jesus and some of his angels and saying, guys, how did we let this get by us? I mean, did any of you guys see this coming? God has never said this. Like the question, how did this happen? Those words have never departed the lips of God. Why? Because God is all-knowing. In fact, there are three things that we know true about God. And these three things, among really many others, but these three things can be of hope for us in this time. You see, God is omni, and we really don't talk about God's omniness that much, but he is omni, meaning that God is all. He's all. And there are three of these omninesses of God. The first is that God is omnipresent. As great as technology is and social media, there's nothing that man has ever created that can be in all places at the same time. But God is simultaneously in all places at all times. So while you were sipping your latte this morning, eyes glued to Instagram, God was with you. 
And at that very same time, he himself, his very presence was with a Chinese missionary who was eating shrimp dumpling soup for dinner, thinking about how crazy Corona was and how thankful they're on the other side of this. And at the very same time, with the two of you being 7,000 miles apart from each other, he's with a little kid at the southernmost tip of Chile who just found the biggest flea beetle he has ever seen. God is in all places at all times. And so when we read this Psalm 139, it's incredible. The psalmist says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall find me. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. And the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. You see, God, man, he is not bound. He is not restricted by boundaries and space and time. God is eternal. He has always existed. There has never been a beginning to God. And so all of these things that restrict you and me, space and time, God is outside of, yet God is everywhere. And wherever you are right now, God is there. And he's here with me. And wherever you go tonight to sleep, he will be there. You and I cannot escape him. We never will. This can be a constant source of comfort for us, that his presence is with you wherever you go. And whatever you're going into, God is there. God's promise is that his presence can be experienced at any time, at any place. And that's truth, guys. Like sometimes it may not feel that way, that God is right there with us, But I'm reminded of this worship song that I've been singing often. I love Maverick City. It's a worship band. And there's a couple of lines in their song called Waymaker. And the chorus goes like this. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. And it brings me comfort to know that, man, God is everywhere. And he is always working. Even when I don't feel like God is working right now, man, I know that my father is working in me. And so God, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent. The second thing that we know about God's omniness is that God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. Remember that God is not shocked by coronavirus. Like this didn't slip by him. God is aware of every detail in the events that happen in heaven and earth And he is in the details of every human being, every single one. Psalm 139, two through four says this, you know, when I sit down or when I stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know, everything I do and listen to this, you know what I'm going to say, even before I say it, Lord, like God knows the details of every human that has ever existed, every creature, every event that has ever happened in the past the present, and the future. Why? Because he's omniscient. God was there in the garden with Adam and Eve. He was there when Christ dies on the cross. He was in the details of the Renaissance, where much curiosity about the world turned into truth. He was writing the details of the Gutenberg Press. He was comforting soldiers on the beaches of Normandy during World War II. He was sustaining families and children on 9-11 and the days after, and he is very much here today. Daniel 2.22 tells us that He reveals the deep and hidden things, that he knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. 
We can rest assured that nothing is hidden from God. Nothing gets by him. Hebrews 4.13 says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight, that everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And the truth of that scripture is that, yes, nothing is hidden from God, but yet at the same time, we will all stand before him, before our Father, and we will give account. His omniscient brings comfort to us. In times of confusion and weariness, when we read in the Psalms 103.14, for he knows how weak we are, that he remembers that we are only dust. God understands our weakness. He understands our weariness. And he knows this. Even Peter said in John 21, Jesus, you know all things. And so I would say to you guys, don't fear. Cry out to God. You and I will not be overlooked. God does not promise that he will withhold pain and suffering from us. But in pain and suffering, because he is in the details of our life, he makes his promise in Ezekiel 11. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon me and he told me to say this. This is what the Lord says to the people of Israel. I know what you are saying, for I know every thought that comes into your minds. Because of this truth, you will not be overlooked in your pain and your suffering, in your fear. And his desire to comfort you and speak truth against your fear and his desire to speak peace against your anxiety. I love what Arthur Pink says in his book, Attributes of God. He says, God's knowledge of the future is as complete as his knowledge of the past and the present. And that future depends entirely on him. Why is this? Well, because God holds all things together and he's fully in control and he has all authority of things past, present, and future. In fact, God is already there. Like he's ahead of us. God has been sharing the future for a long time. When you look through the OT prophets, the Old Testament prophets, and how God was foreshadowing the coming of Jesus Christ. And in the New Testament, he's sharing the future through Revelation and through John. I mean, nothing happens apart from God. And so if this is truth, then God has purpose in everything. And ultimately, it is for his glory to be known. Like this season is so that God may be known. And so whatever struggle that you're facing... God wants to be made known in you and through you. His omniscience should cause us to stand in awe of who he is in the details. Like not one moment in time has happened without his knowledge, his permission, his authority, and his sovereignty. The future is dependent upon him. And so the world may feel like it's fallen apart, but God is very much on the throne and in authority. And his glory will be made known. And guys, we can be participants in that. And the last thing I want to tell you about his omniness is that God is omnipotent, meaning that he's all powerful. I love the King James Version on this one. In Mark 14, 62, Mark writes, And Jesus said, I am, and you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. The very name that John gives in the text is power. The very name that he gives God is power. You shall see the son of man sitting at the right hand of power. Holy cow. That to me is insane. Like that's intense that John gives God the name power. In Isaiah 6, Isaiah writes, In the year that I saw King Uzziah die, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. 
With two, they were flying and they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. And the whole earth is full of his glory, his might, his power. When you go back and you read this text, every time that word holy, 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 every time that word is said, the might and the power of those words grow stronger, stronger, and stronger. So much that it shakes the doorpost and the threshold of the temple. And that God's glory fills not just the temple, but his glory fills the entire earth. I mean, God is a God of immense power. For he spoke, Psalm 33, 9 says, and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. I mean, we're talking about the one who breathes stars into the skies. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. I go back to Hebrews 1, 3. He sustains all things by the power of his word. And at any moment, God could end humanity. I mean, that's the reality. You think about it. God could finish coronavirus. He could end humanity because he has that much power. He's omnipotent, man. And he could finish it all. But God also is sovereign. And he has purpose in everything. When you go back and read Job 38 through 41, Job displays the power of God. And so I think it's true to say that God is not limited by his strength. Though things seem as though all is losing, God is all-powerful. And he will restore, and he will redeem, and he will reconcile all things back to himself. And yet this is the God who breathes stars into the sky. This very same God wants to breathe life into you. Nothing is too hard for him. He is not limited. He is not swayed by anything. No prayer is beyond his reach. There is no pain too great for him to understand. Wisdom is not superior than God, because God is wisdom. He is hope. And in Hebrews 6.19, this hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. For it leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. And that's it. That's his omniness. Omnipresence, omniscience, and his omnipotence. It's his omniness that would lead you through the curtain of his inner sanctuary. And so I want to say to you, wherever you are today, tonight, don't fret. Do not be anxious. Because the one... Christ Jesus is in you. He's all around you. And he has gone before you so that you may enter into the presence of the Father. And so do not lean into social media or the news to bring you hope. My prayer is that you lean into Jesus for hope and peace and joy. And that those things will arrive long before this season, this uncertainty is over. So until next time, I love you guys. And I pray that you have an incredible week.